Good day, my friends, and welcome to episode one of Good Theology, a podcast ministry of the Good Theology Project, a mission of ministry to seek, sow, and spread God's kingdom of love here on earth. As Paul says in Ephesians, we must walk in love as Christ loved us. We cannot wait for someone else to do later what God has already called us to do here and now. To learn more about the Good Theology Project, visit us online at goodtheology.life. Good day to you, church. I call you church because we are one ecclesia, one people who God calls out of the world to seek, sow, and spread God's kingdom eternal. Whomever you are, you matter, and your life is important. So, church, I've entitled today's message as Demonstrate This Change in Our Behavior. But before we delve into the word, let us center ourselves and our intentions. Please say these words along with us. They are available in the description of this week's episode. Our ears to hear you our eyes to see you, our behavior to share you. Glory be to God, the source of all being, the incarnate word, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. This week's message is actually inspired from the Monday in the 19th week after Pentecost. Our readings come from the prophet Micah, the book of Acts, and the Gospel of our Lord according to Luke. If you're following along, a link to the Common English Bible translation of this episode's scriptures are available in the description of this week's podcast. Now those words, to demonstrate change in our behavior, from this episode's scripture in the book of Acts, you see, Paul had been arrested and was defending himself before King Herod Agrippa. And his main defense to Agrippa was that he, Paul, wasn't disobeying God at all. He was just doing God's will. He was simply telling everybody else about Christ's goodness to do better, and they were just mad and locked him up. The expressions my uh, the expression my friends use for this is uh, "haters are gonna hate." <laughs> we chose Monday's scripture for our first episode because. Preaching the goodness of Christ and the necessity to do better, to live better, is what the Good Theology Project is all about. Like Paul, we believe that it is our everyday actions, our everyday behaviors, which demonstrate how this world looks and feels. You know, I was watching the vice presidential debate, and I was having flashbacks to the presidential debate last week, and I was starting to get upset. But you know what got under my skin? It, it wasn't the candidates. I've heard those candidates and the candidates from last week speak over and over again. Nothing any of them said actually surprised me. What crawled under my skin, and what I imagine crawled under yours too, was that the moderators in both debates lost control. You see, I think the reason those debates got so under all of our skins why we felt so frustrated at them is because you could identify with the moderators. You could feel the loss of control. The world just slipped out from underneath you, just like those moderators were losing control of their debates. 
No matter what they tried, they couldn't control the conversation, the debate, or even how nice the candidates weren't being with each other. And that's how we all feel, that we have all lost complete control of the world around us. But you see, the the wisdom of Scripture is that it's never about what someone else should do. It's about who we should be. It's about ourselves. Paul says to Agrippa, point blank in Acts, we should be demonstrating better behavior. Paul says, my message is from them is for them to change their lives and their hearts. We all want to believe that Jesus is going to come and cast out all the demons from Washington, demons from the police, and demons from the protesters. We all want a quick fix and the hand of God to rescue us from our peril. But are we actually living out that desire in our daily lives? For six verses, the prophet Micah laments his frustrations until he ends with, basically he says, fine, I'm a do me and follow God. And you know what? Paul actually says the same thing to Agrippa even while he's, he's in prison and, tri- and on trial. He tells, he tells Herod Agrippa, I stand here and bear witness to the lowly and the great. And I'm not saying anything other than what Moses and the prophets would say. You're going to find out that um, I love uh, kids' movies. I think they show for us in new ways things that we think are so complicated. Now, I, I don't know how many of you have seen the movie Wally. If you haven't, check it out. Because you see, in Wally, humans left Earth because it became unlivable. Humans left Earth and were living on this, like, space cruise ship thing. Well, 700 years had passed, and now humans were, like, lazy, out of shape, didn't know how to do anything for themselves. Their behaviors had been corrupted. They were living a different life than the one we were intended for. And then this robot discovers a plant on Earth. And that little plant proved that the Earth was habitable again. Well, Wally risks his life to show the humans on that cruise ship that they could come home. That no matter how much time had passed, humanity can come home again. Scripture says that in the Garden of Eden, we were without fault and shame. The prayer Jesus tells us to pray says, God, your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth. Every time we pray that, we reinforce that the kingdom of heaven, the realm of divine love for all of God's children, is indeed possible. And what we are told in the Gospel of Luke, when Jesus casts out the legion of demons out of that man and he is healed, that man begs, he begs, to follow Jesus and become a disciple. And what does Jesus tell him? He doesn't welcome that man into this elite freedom force of of disciples. He says, go back to your people and tell them about God. You see, because we are living sermons. Our behaviors are testimonies of God and God's plan for this world. Not through our words, not through preaching, but through living. And it is our sustained behaviors that become the life we lead. 
and the life we lead become expansions of God's kingdom here on earth. It takes habitual enactment and the pursuit of seeking, sowing, and spreading small acts of faith. If you think that it's only the big acts that matter, then I challenge you to go to the gym and try to bench press 250 pounds without ever doing a weight training exercise in your life. You'll break every muscle in your body. You need to train and practice before you can lift that 250-pound weight. But back to the movie. You see, Wally risks his life and nearly dies to share that the Earth is habitable. And the amazing thing... Oh, and and he does so, by the way, out of love. He does so as an act of love. The thing is, he doesn't actually succeed on his own. The whole ship's worth of humans, the crew, they band with him together for him to succeed in in that act. You see, Wally inspired a new behavior in all of them. He was a living sermon that got preached over and over by more and more people until the whole ship was ready to go home. What makes me laugh is that the part of the story we want to know about, the the epilogue that develops into the, the, the part at the end that makes us feel good, the what happens when the humans do come back to Earth, isn't actually part of the story. They save that for the ending credits. The credits are actually rolling before we learn that this behavioral shift led to the recolonization of Earth. That the humans actually don't just land, but that once they land, their new behaviors are sustained. And that a new coming together of civilization is actually happening. It's it's a perfect example of how sometimes we may not even see the fruits of our labors. Paul died at the hands of the Romans. Not in that instance in Acts, but he doesn't, I mean, he does die at some point. Countless numbers of us may not see a better world for one reason or another. But it should never stop us trying. We should never compromise our God-directed behaviors of kindness and love, of all that's the Of all that is to expand God's kingdom here on earth, we should never abandon the hope and goal because of fear, frustration, or finance. Our situations should never be the reason we stop carrying out and carrying forward God's desire for a better world. Because I promise, miracles do not happen from one large act. Even Christ's victory on the cross was not one act. The miracle that happened with Moses parting the sea was not just one off. Both were series of actions happening beforehand that led to the large miracle. It was a series of actions Jesus took through his life that made that final victory possible. It was a series of interactions with God and Moses that led to their to their exodus possible. The reality of Christ's actions is that he'd been practicing those small acts over and over again. The miracle of Jesus' victory happened because of 30 years with his family, years of ministry and miracles, and then God 
had a miracle of his death and resurrection. It wasn't one large act. It was the final period on the culmination of small acts of ministry that got us here, that got Jesus there, that got Moses there. If Christ had a habit of doing the righteous thing, and by righteous I mean an action that spreads God's love, of healing people, of hugging people, of loving people, then it's time we stopped waiting and making excuses that it's somebody else's turn to save us from the life we are obligated to live. It is our time and our responsibility here and now. I'm not, I'm not saying that God does not do the final miracle moments. I'm not saying that it's all on us. But I'm saying that in order for those miracles to happen, for those large miracles to happen, we have to be walking small acts, small miracles, over and over and over. It is our time and our responsibility here and now. The Good Theology Project stands here with you to put into practice small acts over and over until the world hears the sermons of all of our lives. We are ready to see those habitual turns turn into movements and that those movements turn into miracles. Not because we waited for someone else to save us. No. Because we followed Jesus' words and preached the kingdom of heaven here and now with our lives every single day day. This week, I want you to choose one thing, one small act every day that preaches that God's kingdom is here on earth now. That small act could be while you're driving. That small act could be in your home. But it has to be small. It has to be something that you can do without exerting a lot of force because then it becomes a habit and a behavior. You know, my grandparents are in their late 90s, and I thank God for their wisdom and their love every single chance I get. But the other thing that I thank them, I thank God for is, and the thing that blows my mind, is that sometimes I think they're in better health than me. That they're more agile, more, their memory is better, that, that somehow their physical health is actually better than mine. You see, my grandmother has been going to the pool and has been doing water aerobics. You know, those tiny, easy, like, bobbing exercises in the water. And she also takes her vitamins. And she does those two things every day. She's done those two things every day for the last four decades. Two small things every day. Won't you please pray with me? Gracious and mighty God, we know that our world is in peril, and we know that it is us who has put it there. And we also know that we can save it with your help. God, we ask for our ears to hear you, our eyes to see you, and our behavior to share you. God Almighty, please, Be 
a miracle in our lives, that we may be miracles of small acts in this world around us and be walking testimonies of your kingdom of heaven and love. Glory be to God, the source of all being, the incarnate word and the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Good Theology. To learn more, please find us online at goodtheology.life.